See, my position on this is, our position on this, I believe, is if we talk about the grievance of various shooter idiots, that makes other shooter idiots think, oh, the world will hear my concern, my problem, my anger, what I'm mad about, how I got screwed. The world is going to hear this if I kill somebody. Well, we're not going to give that to you. Sorry. I will buy an airing of my grievances with blood. Yep, and the and the media says sure we'll take that by yeah How that's exciting. Weird is that? You go to NBC News and you tell them, listen, I'm mad about a bunch of stuff. And I want you to put it on the news. They'll tell you no. If you say, why how would about I... I put on the news the fact that some girl dumped you? Right, right. But if you tell NBC News and every other news outlet, how about if I kill ten people? Then will you put all my grievances on the absolutely. air? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll, immediately, and, actually, and we'll discuss it at length. Plus, we'll find the coolest picture we can of you, and we'll show it to everybody. And yeah, we'll, we'll and everyone will know your name. You will be very, very famous. And we'll act like it makes sense that you killed a bunch of people because you got dumped by a girl. Right. Or Even this, if we don't state it explicitly, it'll be kind of in there. Or the newspaper did something with a something. I don't. I'm not paying any attention because who freaking cares? It doesn't matter. There is no justification for that. You know, it's 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 interesting. It's. It, um, I don't have any memory of a mass shooting that is over something that makes sense. Nothing how would could make, it? Nothing would make sense. I, I didn't phrase that right. Something that you could kind of see how that would make somebody snap. It's not a, she claimed I molested the children and took full custody and now I'm not allowed to see my kids. Or, you know, something that would just make you insane. Right. No, it's always something freaking dumb. Yeah, yeah. Not that any of them are, are, are justification. But no, I see. They're what you extra mean. dumb. Yeah, they're yeah. extra common. That's it. It's it's generally something that happens to everybody. Universal. Oh, which is your gripes are no better than my gripes. All right, grow up. Which is its Cowards. own thing that shows that uh, a certain brand of crazy people can't handle real life. Why the media plays along? Because it's exciting. If it bleeds, it leads. Sayings as old as the news itself. Michael, we need transition music. This was intended to be significantly lighter-hearted. Than... Fair. Yeah, I was hoping you'd go with this one. Here's my favorite part. Oh, yeah. That's good. You know what I just did, which is an all-time low for me? Wait, I've known you a long time. <laughs> can, we, can we say this on the air, whatever it is? I just walked down the hall to get my Pop-Tart out of the toaster yeah while eating a donut oh because somebody brought donuts in wow carrying a donut to get my pop tart wow how are you not 400 pounds and the women out there said we wanted donuts for breakfast i said that's easy to say when you're young and thin when you're old and fat it's not as easy to say yeah all right yeah no kidding you're bringing crack around a bunch of junkies (laughs) it's not kind you think it's kind it's not so uh listen uh we brought up sodi straws yesterday and and what I don't remember what source you had in your your mitt. Uh, USA Today talked right. about this paper straw company that's business has exploded because they're biodegradable, which is cool. Yeah, because there's no particular reason to have plastic soda straws that you will suck on for roughly ten minutes and then last five hundred years. No, it's or crazy. however long it takes to biodegrade, even if it's five years, that's ludicrous. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's crazy. I had never thought about it before, but it's pretty nuts. Especially when you consider that Americans use five hundred million straws a day. Now we questioned that statistic. Yes, because uh, yes, I did. Because <laughs> everybody'd have to use one and a half straws per day. Although my wife goes through a lot of straws, but I don't, and neither do my kids. Jack, dubious statistics. 
keep thriving in our policy debates long after they've been debunked. Take the oft-cited fact that Americans use 500 million straws a day. The source for this number is an unconfirmed 2011 phone survey of three straw manufacturers conducted by nine-year-old Milo Kress for a school project. This, you're... Anastagad. Your TJ and my SB. That's the worst <laughs> no, expression ever. I am not dry-shaving <laughs> you, sir. Um, um, uh, this is a really interesting. Yes. Okay, so I, I repeated it on the air, but then we questioned it. I said, how could that possibly be true? We did the math a little bit, blah, blah, blah. We right. questioned it. It's always amazing to me, though, if I worked at a newspaper and I came across that stat, I would think, that can't be true. I would do some research before I would put it in print. I would never put it in print without trying to figure out where it came from. Well said. Quoting from our friends at Reason.com, many outlets... Oh, uh, the nine-year-old. That's a pretty shaky foundation for an argument, but that hasn't stopped media outlets, activist organizations, and government officials from using the figure to justify restrictions on the use wow. of plastic straws. It, uh, l- uh, many outlets were either oblivious or didn't care. Uh, learning its true source did spark some self-reflection from the Washington Post, which had cited the number in some wow. of its reporting. So even the wa- USA Today is uh, news for dumb people, but even the Washington Post didn't question that stat? Well, finally they did and said, wow, we really need to be careful. Listen to this, though. Sadly, that introspection was short-lived. This past Friday, the Post was back to uncritically citing Cress's research, saying in a story that, by some estimates, Americans throw away 500 million plastic straws a day. Well, that's a factual statement, by some estimates. Yeah, a nine-year-old's. Um, California but- Assemblyman Ian Calderon has sponsored a bill criminalizing the offer of unsolicited straws. Uh, he's cited it, et cetera, et cetera. The key to this to me is, if you've got an issue that you care about, make up an outlandish statistic that backs up your side of the argument and get that out there into the ether. It can catch on and be repeated forever. Forever! Because there are a lot of examples out there of stats that run with, people run with for years and years and I, years. I and have years. assembled several okay. of them, as a matter of fact. But, yeah. So if you've got a cause that you care about, make up a good stat to back up your argument and get it out there. Get to tweet and get ever, to Facebook. somebody ever puts a microphone in your face, you know, local TV news, make up a stat. Don't worry about it all. Just make it up out of oh, the no, top no. of your head. Oh, no, 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 no. Even if the Washington Post finds out that you've made it up, a week later, they'll print it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, happened here. This is great. This is kind of a side note, since... You know, our topic here is fake statistics that become part of the national currency. Um, the most responsible number is probably around 172 million. That's good enough. Why That's did they have... astounding. Why did they have to exaggerate? Well, they didn't. They just took uncritically a statistic formulated by a nine-year-old who called three soda straw companies and then did some nine-year-old style math. don't you think about that for two seconds and think, it doesn't seem possible that every man, woman, and child in America uses a straw and a half per day every day. Right. As soon as those words came out of your mouth, both of us said, wait a minute. Sean tried to say it was probably correct. I remember that. It's true for my wife, but it's not true for everybody. Um, okay, anyway, thank you uh, for that note. Oh, you know what I should... Credit where it's due. Sorry. Uh, that's Spencer in D.C. sent along uh, that article from Reason. Thank you very much. Uh, one of my other favorites. There have already been 21 school shootings this year. From the USA Today, no, there have not been. Well, at th- that time it was 18. Um, this was a while ago, and more recently people have said 21. 
No, there have not been 18 school shootings already this year, as CNBC, Politico, The Washington Post, ABC, The New York Daily News, and briefly USA Today column all reported in the hours since, uh, you know, the the Florida Parkland uh, High School shooting. Uh, And then they make the point that it really doesn't help when people are throwing around stuff like that. No, Um, that's what people need to realize is you, I think ultimately you do your cause harm. You kill your credibility. Yeah. I mean, they have quite a number of... um, Examples, uh, January in Denison, Texas, a student mistook a real firearm for a, 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 a fake one and fired it into a wall. Um, a third grader pulled the trigger on a police gun while the officer was sitting on a bench. I think they counted uh, the guy that committed suicide in the parking lot. Right. Two were suicides. In eight of the 18 cases, um, no one was injured or killed. Um, there was no ill will in quite a few of them. It was merely an accident. Look, we cetera, have a serious school shooting problem. Absolutely. Nobody would disagree with that. So don't make up stats. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. One of the all-timers from the last couple of decades. One in five women on college campuses has been sexually assaulted. Well, yeah. Parroted by politicians, including President Obama. But the claim is misleading at best. It's been debunked multiple times. But apparently the paranoia causes just too good to let the facts get in the way, so I'm going to uh, debunk it again. This is from our friend Ash Scow from the Washington Examiner. We haven't talked to Ash for a while. The statistic comes from the 2007 Campus Sexual Assault Study conducted by the National Institute of Justice, a division of the Justice Department. The researchers made clear that the study consisted of students from just two universities, um, and it's self-reporting, et cetera, et cetera which is fine, uh, the CSA study was actually an online survey that took 15 minutes to complete. About 5,400 undergrad women participated, got a $10 Amazon gift card. Um, men participated, too. Their answers weren't included in the 1 in 5 statistic. Well, that's fine, because if you're asking about women, it's women. Uh, 19% of the women who responded to the survey said they experienced some kind of sexual assault, either attempted or completed... Um, but a lot of those responses have to do with how the questions were worded. For example, the CSA study asked women whether they had sexual contact with someone while they were, quote, unable to provide consent or stop what was happening because you were passed out, drugged, drunk, drunk, incapacitated, or asleep. Survey also asked the same question about events that you think but are not certain happened. The CDC survey that's gotten cited uh, quite a bit asks about sexual content while drunk or high, or drugged, or passed out, or unable to consent, but in many of the news uh, reports, it grouped all of those together. Uh, Now, 61% of the women the CDC projected as rape victims experienced what the CDC called, quote, alcohol and drug-facilitated penetration, um, including sex while inebriated. Which is a lot of it, in my experience. Oh, yeah. The vast majority... I mean, in my, in my life, I mean, just just a fact. Uh, funky, funky feminist Christina Hoff Summers of the American Enterprise Institute uh, notes. I mean, few people would say that intoxicated sex alone constitutes rape. Indeed, a non-trivial percentage of all customary sexual intimacy, including marital sex, probably falls under that definition. Sure. Yeah. Including yes, including marital sex. Right. Exactly. So anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Some of my faves. Is that it? I think I had. Nah, that's. Oh, I actually do have some really good stuff on on how to mislead people with statistics. Maybe I we'll like get to, to that, mislead uh, people. 
<laughs> I know you do. Um, so maybe we'll get to that a little later on. Plus, Facebook with a new way to mute your obnoxious friends and relatives based on the words in their posts. Will they know it? I don't think so. Because that's the key, right? I don't want to see it, but I don't want them to know that, I don't, that I'm not listening to them. I certainly won't tell them. My kids will like this story. The Harry Potter invisibility cloak could soon become a reality. Yes. <laughs> They're going to love that. Where'd the kids go? Have you seen the kids? Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So in the Harry Potter books, which I'm uh, just reading for the first time with my kids, um, Harry Potter has an invisibility cloak. It's like a blanket he can throw over himself and you can't see him. Well, that is uh, soon to become true, according to this gadget making company that they've uh, somehow they cracked the code on um, not getting light to reflect off of it. Uh, and, And you'll be able to hide objects. Including yourself that way. The invisible invisibility cloak coming to you at some point in the future. Um Wouldn't things be like weird and shimmery. No. They have there is something that exists now, and that's a problem. That's what I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a problem. They've found a way to eliminate the shimmery thing. Wow. Can I get like a pair of pants made out of these? <laughs> so just, just walking around torso. like a torso. <laughs> Disembodied torso floating around. Yeah. Um, that would be an excellent gag. So, Marshall, we did an event last night. It or, was a, you know, shirt and pants. Come on, <laughs> come on, floating head. Floating heads at the party. Floating head! Just be signing autographs. We uh, did a show event last night. We did a show event last week. We do we do too many show events. But, um, so we did a show event last night in which Marshall attempted to do 10 push-ups. It's quite the, quite the funny gag. We have now posted it at armstrongingetty.com. So check it out. It's a yes. good video. Yes. Actually, did we just steal a video from somebody who posted it? But anyway. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? They stole it from our event. Yeah! Right. Bastards. You're lucky we don't sue you. Yeah, we might. We reserve the right. Mm-hmm. Today, Facebook announced, today, meaning yesterday, <laughs> announced it's testing a snooze option, which will allow users to temporarily hide any posts from their timeline that contain keywords they've marked. They're going to see how it works first. So I could set Uncle Jim on snooze, anything Trump-related? Right. And I wouldn't see any of his posts about Trump. Anybody Res- sends anything with the word resistance in it, they are muted for 30 days. Yeah, you could already mute people for certain amounts. This is the, they're involving the actual keywords in it, so in case somebody yeah, that doesn't like normally that. talk about Trump now, or whatever it is. Well, sure, because Uncle Jim talks about Trump all the time, and he keeps us updated as to when the family reunion is. Right. So I don't want to block everything. Well, it, it would. It would snooze all content from that person for 30 days. Oh, I thought it was just if it got the keyword. Um, No, I don't think so. Hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That has been available since December. Yes. This is, right, this is the change. For example, and this is useful. Because if, that is the problem. You don't want to miss out on, hey, how come you didn't come to my daughter's graduation? She's been your cousin. Because you're always talking about Trump. So I blocked what? you. <laughs> right. No, I'm sorry. So this new method uh, keeps you from seeing particular content. I like this if you haven't seen, for instance, the Westward, Westworld finale and don't want to have anything spoiled for you. Just type Westworld in. As a keyword to be muted for a month. Oh, that's an interesting idea. So you mute the, the word for a month. God, I think a that lot topic. of people would be typing in Trump. Spoiler alert, it sucked. 
<laughs> oh, that's such a drag. I think a lot of people would be uh, typing in Trump, whether you are a supporter or not. Just I don't need to hear from any of my friends on Facebook about this. So resistance, I'd, I'd have a list: Nazis, Hitler, please, please. Unless you're talking about the Chancellor of Germany in the 30s and 40s, I don't want to hear any H bombs. Thank you. I, th- I like that idea. I'm not even on Facebook, and I like that idea. I wish there were some algorithm that could uh, weed out the stupid and or unnecessarily aggressive from Twitter. The only comments you'd see are like reasoned or uh, uh, gentlemanly and ladylike comments, which would you know cut out like two-thirds of comments. Some the politically angry have infected the world. No doubt. Somebody mentioned juice box straws. There's some straws I wasn't counting that my kids use. More often than I realize. That's a lot of straws. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not much of an environmentalist, but this seems like an easy one that I just had overlooked, the whole straw thing. I think I also think the private market will do just fine. Uh, you don't need more freaking laws and regulations. Once you put it in front of people, hey, the straw is every bit as good. It's biodegradable. It, it vanishes like in five days in a landfill. Or you don't need a straw with all your drinks. Yeah, I don't want a straw with no. most of my drinks. Um, if I'm like at a McDonald's or something, it's tough to suck the Coke through that little crack in the top. But so, yeah, straw's nice. But <laughs> McDonald's has the best straws. They're probably the least biodegradable because they're so thick and sturdy. Oh, yeah. I've always appreciate it. put out good. somebody's eye with one of those. Use it as a weapon. <laughs> Just pop it out like a cocktail olive. Ah, now, now, I get your, now I got your eye. What do you think of that? Huh? A tough guy. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, that's that's right. I, I got a bunch of good stuff that I want to get to, but it's a little bit longish. Here's an Ivy League student known as a campus leader fighting sexual violence, arrested with sex crimes uh, charges, um, and much more. And much more. An illegal alien has used a stolen identity for 37 years and collected $361,000 in government benefits. Was it a dead person? A man living in Tijuana has been receiving Social Security disability benefits while pretending to live in the United States for 37 years without being caught. Did they take the identity of a dead person, or did this person not notice they weren't getting their Social Security check for 37 years? What happened was, the name the illegal used is Andre Avelino Anduagua, which he used to assume U.S. citizenship in 1980, used a fake birth certificate. I'd have gone with Harold Butts. Uh, he used a fake birth certificate, applied for a California driver's license, social security number, and U.S. passport. Okay, so he became a person. Right, exactly. Just made it up. Mm -hmm. And we said, yeah, okay. Over a period of 37 years, he freely traveled between Mexico and America, despite being undocumented, received nearly $361,000 in government benefits. Cool. Cool, cool, uh, cool ruse. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Democrats' new argument to hold off on approving a Trump nominee for the Supreme Court. Canada, America's hat, celebrating its birthday with a blast at the U.S. And our nation's airlines want to ban most comfort animals. There's actually more to the story that I just shared with you, and it's amazing. This comfort animal ban, we've been waiting for this for a while, finally happened. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, uh, scumbag D-head that shot those people on the East Coast, uh, one woman, 
who knew the dude, worked there, uh, had told the police, this guy is going to be your next mass shooter. Yeah. And yesterday said, uh, yeah, he's an effing nut job. And that gets to that whole, is can we come up with an algorithm, a computer program, a right. something where the person we all know is going to do this sort of thing is somehow detained? Have some sort of kind, gentle, concerned intervention of some sort. Uh, you don't need to detain him necessarily. You just go have a chat. And then you have another chat and a little counseling. And then, if necessary, you lock him up. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you've got the, boy, I'm shocked he didn't seem like that kind of guy. But when you've got the everybody saying, yeah, we always thought he would do that. Or in the case of the the Florida stupid coward, saying it out loud himself. He told people he was going to do that. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the battle over uh, Trump's Supreme Court nominations taking a new turn. A top Democrat is saying the Senate should push pause on confirming a new Supreme Court justice until the Russia probe is over. Mm, Oh, boy. That's a big angle for a lot of people is should you be able to appoint a Supreme Court justice when you're under investigation? Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Because if the investigation comes goes one direction, then you wouldn't be president. And then Mike Pence would be president. So why are we wasting our time? Uh, You get somebody really conservative. Right. (laughs) New Jersey Senator Cory Booker telling CNN, we have a president who is the subject of a criminal investigation in an unprecedented way, and that we should push pause on confirming the new justice to avoid a conflict of interest. And so here you have a president that has been making a whole lot of loyalty tests and other things uh, from people. We know this now. Uh, should we be confirming a justice that's going to be coming from a person, uh, frankly, that there's a conflict of interest there, that this judge could end up having to preside over cases relevant to this criminal investigation. So Booker you says, know, among oh, things that people okay. run up the flagpole to yeah. see if anybody will salute, that one's not bad. Okay, I, I find see. this much more compelling than the just, uh, we need it's an election year. Elections. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make sense. This nah, makes it, sense. It's not. It's not a good argument, right? If, if but he, it's not a bad one. If he tries to pardon himself or right. refuses a subpoena right. and it becomes a Supreme Court decision, do you want one of the justices to be some guy he just appointed? Right. Yeah, that would be fine if everybody on the short list were eminent jurists, universally respected. Yeah, and it's just they wouldn't. But can you imagine? All right, he appointed me to the Supreme Court, so. I guess I got to do something incredibly nefarious with my one vote. Let's talk about that. Uh, that'll ruin my name for all of history. Yeah, that's and what I'll do. He can't fire me anyway. So now that I'm a Supreme Court justice, right? Exactly. And or you know, uh, uh, the other scenario that would be necessary is various judges saying, "Oh yeah, I, I won't convict you anything. I'll I'll approve a pardon for anything for any reason. No problem." <laughs> well, they're not going to be on the court. Supreme Court Justice Michael Cohen. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Iran is reopening. The, the defendant is clearly guilty. Says who? Yeah. <laughs> Says Supreme Court Justice Michael Cohen. Says the witnesses. Which ones? <laughs> Some all, of them. All, all, all of, them. of them. Okay. Guilty. Iran is reopening a nuclear plant it shut down nine years ago. The Tehran government ordering the plant to resume operations this week so to be ready in case discussions with European leaders about saving the nuclear agreement fall apart. By mm, God. Uh, between Iran and North Korea. Yeah. Ugh. Meanwhile, Canada plans to retaliate against President Trump's tariff on its national birthday this Sunday. Oh, let's not fight Canada. Bloomberg. I hate it when we fight. 
Bloomberg says Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will mark Canada's 151st birthday by imposing tariffs on over $14 billion worth of U.S. imports. Oh, come on, boy band. Let's, let's, let's not get into it. Be a good Canadian. Be self-effacing and polite and, and genial. And subservient. And, sub- well, frankly, subservient. And we'll get through this. Got an airline group pushing to limit all emotional support animals yeah. to just dogs. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, this, <laughs> I'm surprised it took so long to get here, but this is where we but need they, to but be. But they just finished training my, minis- my miniature horse to comfort me in times of stress. <laughs> Airlines for oh, America. Oh, come on, Cloppy. Let's find our seat. <laughs> Airlines, <laughs> Airlines for America representing nine major carriers asking the Department of Transportation to do just that. The group says there's been an increasing number of incidents involving emotional support animals really? with reports of them urinating, defecating, and biting. That's why I thought my support jellyfish was the answer to all this, because you just keep them in its self-contained bag, and then you don't yeah. you have to worry about any of that. Come on, Cloppy. We're in row 18. You know, why are they lettered from the, the aisle to the window instead of the window <laughs> to the aisle? Which one's D? All right. You call them wool ed. <laughs> um, you know, I've never actually been bothered by somebody's beast. I mean, it's pretty obviously a ruse when you see some college girl right. and her dog or her cat or whatever she's got. But um, uh, it's never bothered me. I've never had and I've never been bitten or soiled or inconvenienced in any way, really. No, no. I tell you what, I had this one uh, experience where this big old gal, I mean, who man, they had to have a couple of people move to the other side of the plane, if you know what I mean, to balance things out. Big old nasty looking gal. She got old <laughs> tattoos all over her and everything. And she's jabbering. Jabbering like an idiot. And she's, as we're sitting there waiting to take off. And, I, and she's got two little dogs. And I'm thinking, oh man, this is going to be terrible. Because she's right across the row from me. And uh, maybe you were on the other side to balance her out. You ever think of that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, His guard was down, and uh, ah, the overhead right. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, as soon as it came time to taxi, she tucked her little dogs into bags yeah. and put them under the seat or whatever. Hmm. Those dogs were perfect wow. and silent and perfectly behaved the entire time. Wow. Well, I made a judgment about her person, Jack, and I turned out to be wrong. Who's the bad person now? Hmm. One last note, the Oregon State Beavers, the College World Series baseball champions. Kevin Abel trying to finish it here. The 3-2 pitch on the way. Fastball! Taken! Strike three! Call! And for the third time in the modern era, it is my joy and honor to say the Beavers are the national champions. What's the modern era of college baseball? Anyway. Congratulations. Way to make it about you, announcer. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He did, didn't he? All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall. We're all happy for you, not the players. (laughs) I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. How about them beavers? Good for them. It's exciting. I do love the baseball. Yeah. I don't Get wanna, some wooden bats, though, for God's sake. I don't want to talk at any point about what this guy was mad about or anything like that, but another obviously mentally disturbed person that we let just hang around until they finally did what everybody thought they were going to do. Is there anything we can do about that as a society? That's a tough one. Now, he did just use a shotgun, correct? Which, yes. 
Uh, shotgun and smoke grenades are what yeah. I heard. Right. But it wasn't, uh, you know, the assault weapon that everybody wants to ban. And more on the illegal alien who got more of your money than, well, you can imagine. Over years and years. The number of opportunities to stop the scam that came and went will shock you. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So one of the most popular songs of the last several years might sound too much like Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, and he's being sued. Stay oh, tuned. one of these. Stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. Right. Why yeah. is it always Marvin Gaye? Did he just make all the best songs? It is often Marvin Gaye, His, his uh, estate apparently has the most lawyers or the best ones, or they employ a a team round the clock. Get into that more in a few minutes. We'll play clips from both songs and then discuss the reality of the whole thing. So, listen, this is astonishing on several levels, this story. It's about our welfare state. It's about immigration. It's about a lot of stuff. But the San Diego Union-Tribune did a great job on this um, this story. 37-year identity theft scheme by an illegal immigrant and repeat felon built federal, state, and local governments out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in benefits. The uh, name he used is Andre Avellino Anduagua. Uh, Anduaga, he uh, used to assume U.S. citizenship, used a fake birth certificate, then got a California's driver's license, which you can easily do with a fake birth certificate, then got a Social Security card, U.S. passport. Once you get a fake birth certificate and a Social Security number, man, you're off to the races. So he traveled between Mexico and America freely. Keep that in mind, because I'm going to get to who this guy is in a minute. For 37 years, he went back and forth freely, received nearly $361,000 in government benefits. The investigation began a couple of years ago when the Social Security office in Chula Vista alerted its office of the inspector general that private mailboxes near the border were potentially being used for residency fraud. Um. And then in April 2015, during a standard eligibility review, uh, this guy gave an address that was a mailbox rental facility. When he came to his interview, he presented a state ID card, said he was renting a room at the address he gave, but the investigators were on to the fact that it's just a mailbox farm, um, et cetera. Well, how they busted him is not that interesting. I'm glad they did. Um, but after coming through criminal records, this fellow who got 361 GER of your tax dollars and went uh, back and forth th- across the border for decades, um, he'd used 21 different names, six dates of birth, dating back to 1974. His criminal record includes firearms violations, forgery, cocaine possession, and multiple DUIs. Now, these are arrests and convictions, and at no time during all this process... Did anything happen that would stop him from going back and forth across the border or stop getting 361 GER in benefits? So how much waste, fraud, and abuse is there in our social services? You can come to the attention of the authorities over and over and over again as an illegal and still get the benefits. Yeah, and- He's also been deported twice in 1994 and 2000. And, I'm, you know, obviously, he's, I'm sure, I hope, he's an extreme example, but... Yeah, it shows you all the different ways that people could do it on a lesser level by the by the thousands or millions of people doing it. Um, he received at least one hundred and twelve thousand nine hundred eighty one dollars in stuff he wasn't uh, uh, eligible for. 
because he was a non-citizen, but he so easily faked that in California. He got tons and tons of money. What an interesting dude in that you got one of the great scams going and then you still drive drunk and do all these other things to make it more likely you get caught. And then he still doesn't. Well, I'd say after the first two times he was deported and six times he was arrested, he started to think they're never going to catch on. Right. Can you imagine? That's how strict our controls are on guarding your taxpayer dollars. Unfreaking believable So do we have a clip of Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud, one of the biggest hits of the last several years? Cool song. He's singing on the song. The is cool. <laughs> When your legs don't work like they used to before. So do you know what particular part they're... Uh, I've, I've got a mashup where they have to jam them together. Okay, so let, let's, 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 uh, well, we'll determine. We'll be the judge. You'll mm-hmm. be the jury. And I just want to tell you I am. So honey, now. It's as if all four core, four core soul songs are about the same. That's cool the way whoever put that together. Okay, yeah, but funny. Uh, yeah, well, okay. So Please. I remember when we talked about this the most when that, uh, what was that sexy was it song? Was Tom Petty? Oh, 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 the sexy song. The sexy song that uh, it turned out, that I don't know the names of any of the people, so it makes it difficult to yeah, follow the story. Yeah, the story is kind of slow so the far. The guy with Pharrell, the guy with the funny hat, actually I guess, wrote the song. Right. But Thick got the credit for it for some reason for singing it. Right. And when they got busted, he had to admit I had no role in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty face. <laughs> yeah. I can dance. <laughs> but uh, I remember when we were doing that, um, reading from various people in L.A. that, yeah, this, I remember somebody called it the dirty little secret of the music business is that these sorts of lawsuits come and go all the time. They're usually settled quietly, but it happens all the time. And it's difficult because you got three and four chord songs and there's only so many different ways you can maneuver around three and four chords so a a ton of songs sound the same thousands and thousands of songs sound the same and if you have the right jury they say that's exactly the same and if they're morons who know nothing about music right there somebody just sent us a video a couple of days ago of some musical comedy troupe there the gag was um uh, we got to write a hit song but writing hit songs is hard and the keyboard just says no, it's not. It's easy. All you need are these four chords in this order. And he plays them, plink, 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 plink. And then they play like 25 hit songs in a row with those four chords in that order. Mm. And, you know, they're virtually the same song. And, you know, we'll all be okay. It's just a scam to make money. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, what's the limit that you would allow somebody to do, to rip off somebody else's song? Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, if if I write a song called Proud Mary and talk about uh, left a good job in the city, I mean, yeah, at some point, I guess, yeah. And she's buying an escalator to heaven. But it's, it's got to be too much. it's got to be pretty damn similar before I think you ought to get any money because there's just you know there's just not that many different ways to arrange those chords. Right. And we have, just in Western music, we've got this kind of habit of a couple of verses, then a guitar solo or something, yeah. then a couple of verses. And then, I mean, just so the, the structure is not that unique to start with. Can you imagine if that got started in talk radio? And we'd go around suing people. Uh, Your Honor, clearly, on July 1st of 2003, we made a joke about politics. Now you hear this show making jokes about politics on a regular basis. This will not stand. As you can see, they talk about politics, then have traffic and weather together. Right. 
Right. How they're, dare they? They're stealing. Yeah. Listen, boys. Or <laughs> well, he's actually stealing. Or how about and he's an a hole. How about I've decided <laughs> to be out and proud about the fact that Doug Stefan is a repugnant human being. <laughs> How about the fact that how many sitcoms can you have with young, pretty people in New York trying to figure out their dating lives? Right. I mean, exactly. at, what point Wait a minute. You, at what point are you ripping somebody off? How about where a big, beefy guy gets beat down but ends up uh, subduing the bad guy in the end? Have you seen that movie? It's a good one. How do they work this out with paintings? Because there's a gazillion paintings of a bowl of fruit or, uh, you know, uh, Jesus, Madonna and baby. and Sure. How do they work that out? Yeah, ah, Your clearly. Honor, this, somebody painted this 500 years ago. Your Honor, I uh, call to your attention the apple, the pear, and the grapes. <laughs> Notice the similarities. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's just, a, it's just, what was it, Um, you know, Mark with a C wrote us that email, we'll be insured out of our liberties before we'll be legislated out of them. Well, likewise, you know, we'll be sued out of our liberty. We already have been. Although, if you could get this to a jury, and the people on the jury aren't musicians, yeah. you could convince them that, oh, yeah, absolutely, this guy ripped this guy off. You know, it's only an accident of, you know, the history of too many lawyers coming along when it did that Muddy Waters wasn't c- constantly suing Howlin' Wolf, who was constantly suing Willie Dixon, and every blues guy in the world wouldn't have time to play three chords because the they'd all be suing each and other. the great-granddaughter of Blind Lemon Jefferson's trying to get all the money right exactly anywho coming uh, up yeah. great property rights case speaking of liberty christina sandifer friend of the armstrong and getty show is fighting for your rights not to party but property rights <laughs> <laughs> i want to fight for my right to party whatever you're listening to the armstrong and getty show